Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mrs. America After Show, Episode 5, Phyllis and Fred and Brenda and Mark. Wow, that's a big title because we got a lot to talk about today. We got topics. We got more behind the scenes this time than we normally do. We got some some interesting twists and turns on some secondary characters. And then, of course, the big debate, part two. But first, let's get on to our overall thoughts on the episode. A Diamond, what were your overall thoughts? Um, you know what? I just love that we're getting more in depth with the darkness behind each character or within each character. So we're, we're able to see, you know, the juxtaposition between their private life and how different that is or can be from their public life and what they're what they're advocating for so i think i think it's a really great and I'm, I'm really excited about getting to know more in depth about each of these characters awesome mr cody uh i think this it's great it really is so fun to like especially the characters we focus on today like i feel we haven't we haven't seen much of them and that's kind of how the show is progressing it's like they're introducing us more and more to people but um, they're just the the dynamic with them. It started off like so fresh and cute, and it's like, oh, what a happy couple! And then it, it kind of what a diamond said, like it goes. We see there's like a darkness, and there's not necessary. Not everything is so picture perfect. And um, it's it was. I don't want to say it's fun to see people's struggles, but it was just interesting to see their the dynamic switch. Nice. And last but certainly not least, uh, Miss Ashman. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting episode. Just like Cody and a diamond said, we really get in depth with the characters and we learn more about what's happening behind the scenes in their relationships. And we learn about the insecurities that are playing out, for example, in Phyllis and also the experimenting that we see going on with uh, Brenda and Mark. So these couples appear to be one way, but there's obviously a lot more going on behind the scenes. So it was, it was great to see, fun to watch. Awesome. So I just realized that I've not introduced my crack commando unit. <laughs> I am, of course, your moderator, fan of a strong woman, Sean McHugh, a diamond, an active registered voter we have mr (laughs) cody epperson who is a sister to the sisters and of course a woman who always brings insight miss ashman ram all right guys so (laughs) here we go right so this is very interesting title um phyllis and fred and brendan mark right because that we're going to get to that that debate eventually um but we start this episode (laughs) with a performance piece that oh is like, gosh. I think it was so great. Oh, it? it was so great that they acknowledged that this is why they hate us, right? Like, <laughs> literally, we have a woman with a huge 
foam penis and another woman with a huge foam vagina saying, this is marriage, this is marriage. Um, so I, I thought it was nice because they kind of poked fun at themselves a little bit, like the movement itself. Uh, Ashvin, give, give us some thoughts on that. I mean, I thought that scene was so extra. Like it was, you know, there was, there was, I mean, I, but I think it was almost important for them to convey the message and the purpose of that whole show. So it was, it was funny to watch and um, it was, it was a lot, but I think the message came across. So uh, at, le at least the job was done through that performance. <laughs> Cody, I know you have thoughts on this. <laughs> um, yes, as a theater major, I've definitely seen my fair share of over-the-top extra or bad performances. And um, it, it was just what I did appreciate, though, and it kind of made me laugh. It was very, like, I was like, all right, we've all been in, like, a very um, intimate theater setting where you're just like, oh, this is kind of painful. <laughs> but um, what I did like was that our two couples that we were focusing on in that scene were... Um, they were good sports and they left and they were like, ah, like, no, um, it was just, it was definitely um, funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, Diamond, any thoughts on this? You know what? It was, um, I, I know that if I would have been there nowadays, I would probably feel a little uncomfortable. Um, and, but I can't imagine what it would have felt like back then when that probably wasn't so, so like ra it, where it was mm. so radical to have, experience that um um yeah i think i would have felt super uncomfortable although i appreciate the idea but like i just can't imagine like how i just wish i would have been at that time and like been able to experience that like complete like like shock you know like i just would have loved to have been a part of that so it it was a little shocking towards now mainly because it was like this is what marriage is. This is what marriage is. You know, like, so like, but if it was like a hip hop, like, yo, this is what marriage, like, I don't know if it was done differently. I think I might've been like, yeah, like more into it, but it was so like, you know, monotonous and like awkwardy. But yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I'm always happy when I see a penis on TV with a vagina. So I have I had no problem with it in that regard. Uh, that's actually a really good point that you make a diamond in that you're right. We're so kind of like numb to this now that back then this would have been a, a much bigger deal. So that, that's a great point. I'm glad you pointed that out because you're right. We, we've experienced everything now. Like there's nothing, it's hard to shock us now. So uh, you're right. That well, would have penises, been Yeah, penises are just now making their debut in television. <laughs> like, like, they, like they've just been born. And it's, it's crazy like how much we've seen women's vaginas and, and boobs like since the beginning. And, you know, now I'm seeing more penises, which, which is interesting. It's cool. I'm like, wow. Like, I wonder if they had, a, if an actor didn't do the role because he was worried about showing his penis or, you know, or just like a woman was like, I don't feel like being naked. You know, like I wanted, like, it's, it's interesting to see, or I'd want to know what male actors are now feeling on the matter of having to be completely naked from below the belt. So, or lack thereof a belt, you know. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. So, uh, a big, big theme, I think, in this episode was behind the scenes, right? The, a lot of the previous episodes, we've seen them on the front lines rallying, rallying for their cause, trying to get things done. But this episode, I think we took a step back, right? And we really get to see that no matter what cause you're doing, no matter what's going on, there's still the day-to-day -day of your life, right? 
and you have to deal with it. So I, I really like that we saw that, that like you were saying earlier, Cody, this, none of these are perfect worlds that we're, we're, we're in, right? None of these have perfect relationships or perfect marriages, whatever they have. Nothing's perfect because life is not perfect. Um, so Ashman, you know, talk a, a little bit like that, that first scene uh, with Phyllis and Fred, right? Like he's getting a, he's getting a photo shoot done, like an article done. And, you know, she's just in the mix no matter what. Yeah, I mean, she she totally plays the role of the woman behind the man. And I think she struggles with that a little bit. Like she on, on one hand, she feels like it's very ladylike. So she's like, no, no, put him front and center and let me make sure that he's polished and brushed up and looks great because it's a reflection on her. She's like, I'm the homemaker. I take care of my husband. So I want him to look polished and perfect and powerful. But at the same time, she has like her own power that she wants to show, but like she, I, I felt like she was hesitant to get into that picture. Like a part of her wanted to be in it because, <laughs> you know, she, she like they're they're a couple, they're they're still a team, but at the same time, she just held back and she watched from afar. And I feel like this entire episode, we really see how insecure Phyllis is about herself and her roles and what and what it means to, you know, be that wife or, or be that be that mother um, in, in, in her home. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think she is kind of con- wrestling with the idea of this activist woman being outside of the house, not necessarily so much a housewife, and then being that housewife. I think in that moment, she didn't really want to join in in that photo because she, maybe she didn't want to take the thunder from her husband or, you know, and, and, or she, or she would have loved to have been in it, but that's not the place for a housewife or, you know what I mean? Like, if she's, I felt like she was really wrestling with that, with that idea or that concept. And then that newspaper comes out and it says the, the husband of Phyllis Schaefer, Shaffley. And so, you know, I think she kind of knew that would happen if she was placed in that photo. And so even though she might've wanted it to, as an active, a woman who's an activist, she also needs to know her place as a housewife because that's what she's advocating for. So it was a really tough place for her to be in. Uh, that's interesting that you talk about the, uh, the struggle she was having. Cause she actually says, Oh, I, I'm not ready to be having my photo taken. And I think that was the thing that really stopped her. I don't think she had, I think she, if she was photo ready, she'd have jumped right in and been in that. She's picture. always photo ready. She's the no, housewife. not that scene though. Not that scene. And, because, because I was, I was going to get to it later, how her customer is amazing. She looks amazing whenever she needs to, but for that scene, she wasn't quite dressed for photo. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. She mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, Cody, there was a lot of subtle things in this, uh, this, this part of the scene as well. Like she, uh, there was that, you know, the reporter says, oh, you should be in the picture. And she says, no, no, no. But then they move her photo behind him, which mm-hmm. was very interesting. And then the little, I don't know if you caught it, they're literally tipping the scales of justice, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So talk about some was, of that. I did notice the scale tip at the end of the scene. I wasn't sure what, if that was in the photo or if it was, um, or if it was more of a symbolic thing for us as viewers, but I, I mean, it was definitely a noticeable thing and they did move her picture in. So part of me, I truthfully think that maybe they wanted 
this they wanted to feature her and they i mean and a diamond said it they they even though she wasn't actually in the photo she, they did feature her they called him philip shafley's a lawyer husband and it's just like and it's and then it's it, and from there on their relationship was very um it was a uh, trying throughout the rest of the episode yeah. for lack of yeah, a better and, word yeah and like and not to get into it too much but like I think a woman always knows and I think that her intuition is really strong in the sense and her her like ability to assess a situation or where something is going and um, I think she's she's starting to see what life would be like if she was in the limelight more than her husband who's probably more used to being in the limelight and she's not quite ready maybe necessarily how to handle it though she could be ready to do it um, but when that in that scene, which I'm sure we'll get to later, where they're getting in the argument after that interview, the, the couple's interview or debate, and he's like, "Oh yeah, who's going to pay for pay for your college to go and be in the law school?" And at that moment, I I just thought, "This is what women are fighting for, you know, the ability to, you know." And so I, it's just I just love the background juxtaposition, like it's just so intense and it's so raw and so beautifully woven into everybody's lives but i know we'll get to it later so i don't want to push it but yeah awesome awesome so now we we for the first time we've kind of gotten into some secondary characters like pretty deep like almost the whole episode is about brenda and mark and they have a very interesting relationship now i'm gonna i'm gonna say i feel like they telegraphed the whole lesbian thing for me but it was still an interesting twist and then the way he reacts is even really more interesting. Ashman, talk a little bit about this 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 couple. Yeah, I mean, very interesting couple. I think like the pros are, I like the equality in their relationship. Um, I like their support for one another. I like the communication and I like the understanding and and just honesty. Like obviously they feel safe communicating with one another. And that's why Brenda was able to be honest with him about, you know, getting together with Jules. But I thought like Mark's reaction was really interesting. Like on one hand, he's like, okay, like, thank you for being honest. And I, I can understand that you experimented. And he did say that it would be different if it was a man versus a woman. Mm -hmm. But for the fact it kept happening and he was kind of like still okay with it and was like, well, we'll find our new, I, I, we'll, we'll find what works for us. I just thought it was interesting because at the end of the day, like it's still a marriage, right? So if somebody keeps doing that, you're cheating in your marriage, you're stepping out in your marriage. So I'm like, well, it's cool that this guy's this understanding, but is that a little too understanding? Like, where is that fine line? But I guess, you know, that couple could only define that for them. And nice. it's almost insulting that he would be so okay with her and not get upset when she's gone. Like, obviously they have an open marriage. They have an understanding and your marriage is whatever your understanding is and it's openness. And so I think that it's a little insulting that he doesn't think that a woman, he doesn't feel um, in competition with or that this woman is a threat. But if a man was to do it, he would feel threatened by this. And, and, and so I think that that's, that even though they're very open, that there's still that piece of like, but, but, or the, I, even though they're radical, you know, they're like radical thinkers and whatever that 
shouldn't you allow a man to have sex with your wife as well if your marriage is open? Um, so it was a little insulting that he has, he's not finding it threatening at all that his wife is sleeping with another woman. Um, but it would be completely different if she was sleeping with a man. That's very interesting that you find it insulting because I was like, wow, lesbianism gets a pass a lot more than if it was the other way around. So that's, that's interesting. I don't know, Cody, what were your thoughts on this? Well, going off what you all just said, um, I think that is a, it's a weird, I don't want to say weird, but it's like a thing in, with sexuality that like lesbianism is very much more accepted mm -hmm. with heterosexual men than a gay, than, than gay men. And um, so I think, and it's very, and it's very funny because it's like, oh, I mean, so like they have a very radical, they're very radical relationship and they're very open. But if it were a man, it would be a problem. And I think that says a lot about her husband and that he's not as open and forward thinking as they want us to believe or that she believes in him. And um, it's just, it's very interesting because then, and then it goes back and oof, there's just so much to to be said in just that simple statement of like, oh, well, if it's not a man, that's fine. And um, it's just, it's very interesting. And I do think that what a diamond said out, he doesn't feel that there's a competition because it's a woman. And, and I, this might be um, dipping into more predictions. I do think that it's going to further down the line be a rocky path because we see in the kitchen when she's talking to Gloria that she's a little more distraught about the whole thing than I think she's letting her husband know. Yeah, she, like, what does she quote? Well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah, well, then, but then the fact that, I mean, he literally gives her the biggest hall pass of all time, right? right. When he was like, well, this is, you know, we can open up what we think family is. And, um, and I think you're right, Cody. I don't think that this, I think in theory this works for him on paper, but I think the actual practice of it, you know, as we get further along, we'll see. Because uh, I, I don't I don't think this can really work uh, in general. I think, you know, unless both people are having extramarital stuff, there's no way that well, just that's one the person thing. doing it. That's the thing. I mean, it's it's almost it's extremely difficult for to have that openness or to have, you know, to 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 accomplish that thing without anybody's feelings getting hurt even though you are so open and you're so willing and and you guys are communicating and there is an understanding and you set rules people's feelings do get hurt which could destroy the relationship later on down the road but like when they had just left the um that the the play with the the puppet parts um <laughs> Gloria had Gloria had said you know I you know isn't marriage is a prison you know like mm. like it it just is and I think and I think that that's something that Brenda and Mark are kind of not seeing or they're in denial of at this point because they think they can have this open marriage. And, but who knows down the road, it could be destroyed because it is open because they need more freedom, but, but they can't because they have this agreement within the marriage cause making it a prison, you know? So. And, and we actually see Mark get insecure because when she tells him that she did it again with um, Jules, he does say like, well, one, are you leaving me for her? And when he says no, you kind of see that relief in him. And then secondly, he asks, he's like, do you love her? And she's like, no, I, you know, I, I, can't, I wouldn't love anyone more than you. She so says, she I don't even know if I like her. Get... Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So 
you know, I feel like he needed that reassurance. And I mean, a diamond, you're absolutely right. If they keep trying to be open like this, the it's just going to open up more insecurities if already reassurance is needed to kind of define this type of openness. I think it was also right. interesting too that all this was going to change for Brenda once a kid came into the mix as well, right? right? So and I, mean, I think it's so funny when you're, she's like, he's like, oh, we're pregnant. She's like, pregnant. I like girls. <laughs> Basically. Um, okay. That's why she was reluctant. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, this show does us a great job. Like, you know, editing doesn't get enough credit sometimes. We literally cut from this sexy lesbian bar scene right to Rosemary with a bullhorn, right? Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, the other side of the world is still going on here, guys. Um, so I did, that's just so fun for me, but we, we get a knock at the door of Phyllis's house and it's a strange visitor who has her son's wallet. Cody, what did you think in that moment? Um, I wish that strange visitor was coming to my door. um, (laughs) (laughs) I wish I left my wallet at his house. (laughs) Um, it was a very telling scene for sure. Um, I'm truthfully a little uncertain, like, cause he was giving the wallet back, but he like held onto it for a second mm. to kind of send Phyllis a message. And I'm not entirely sure what that message was, but it was, re- and, um, and it's, I mean, it was clear that Phyllis knows what's going on. She talks to her son in a later scene about it. And, um, we can discuss that later or we can, or not, but it's, um, it was just a very it was just a very strange scene because I don't understand it doesn't seem like he's trying to like he he seems like a threat to the family not to to her son and so I'm just kind of uncertain of what really is going on with him and whether or not he's going to make a reappearance in this show. Well, you're absolutely right. Um he is a threat to the family and their mm-hmm. beliefs and what they mm-hmm. are presenting to the world. And um I didn't real I for so I was, I thought the wallet was her husband's and, and I didn't get the gay vibe going until later <laughs> when you see, you know, when, when, when the she has the smoking, the cigarette conversation. And then I go, Oh, got it. That's what he, that's what he was doing. He was, I don't know what, uh, I don't know, like blackmailing their family. I don't know what that term yeah, is. But he I was making she... sure. Yeah. He was making sure that she paid him the money because he will, speak about this and tell whomever that the this activist uh, this very right-winged activist is son is gay and then that becomes a threat to their family and everything she believes in and oh my goodness i can't believe she didn't give him a one hundred thousand dollar check <laughs> instead of whatever dollar she gave him um so that was a very powerful scene even like it, it's so powerful because i just I like I can't imagine I don't like it just shows that like um what the time was like for gay men and that he this gay man was so willing to out someone else and destroy everything going on maybe even out himself or threatening to do that and 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 almost like there's no brotherhood there or like homosexuality hood there it was like it's it's scary that you know like so yeah, it's, I think it's a very bold move on his part, very scary to think about and consider. And for a mother who's trying to hide that part of her son and that part of their family, you know, it's, it's, it could be very scary for, for somebody like that. 
Okay, so Ashvin, so we Cody kind of brought it up, so I'll, let's just get into it. So then this all leads to that conversation where smoking is the new gay. Um, talk a little bit about that, because that was a very bizarre thing for me. I get it, the time period, but it, it felt more like a 50s conversation than a 70s conversation. Sure. Well, you know, I just want to say that I was really happy to see more unfold on this storyline about her son, like potentially being gay, because even in our live chat last week, that's the main thing our fans were discussing and wanted to know. They're like, hey, did anyone else notice that her son is gay? So it kind of left us with this tease. We're like, wait a minute, is this a possibility? And in this episode, we see a lot more of that. So um, I think her having that conversation with her son was like a complete like mind manipulation. I think what she was saying is like, listen, I had a habit before too, but the mind is stronger than the body and we can control whatever that is. So I feel like she was telling him like, one, you need to be extra careful how you're treading because this guy just showed up at our house with your wallet. So clearly it's not it's not even that he hasn't acted on his own sexuality right this guy has showed up and i think so she's she's trying to she's protecting her image for sure and her family but at the same time she's trying to persuade him that don't act on your feelings train your mind in a certain way and then you won't um you won't be you won't go down this path so I think it was, you know, obviously messed up because she wasn't open to it at all. And anything in her power she can do to sway his mind, she was she was going to try to plant that seed. So I think that's what that conversation was about. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It was definitely a kind of a, a warning. Um, but it, but then they, they, nice, they nicely end it with this kind of them playing the piano together. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, she's still a mother. And I like that we did see kind of both sides of, of the mother bear trying to protect her son and yet still coddle him a little bit. Um, Cause she if knows. If I could just, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Please go in. Um, I completely agree with all of that. But I also think that, um, I kind of think that she does accept her son for who she is, but right. it goes back to the whole image, like the way their family is and like their place in society, they have to uphold this image. And that's definitely what she's lobbying for, fighting for with her campaign. And, um, but this family, they don't, and that's the thing, they sweep everything under the rug. They do not talk about their feelings. They do not talk about their emotions. Everybody has a place and a purpose, and they have to do what they have to do for the sake of their family's image amongst the, like, again, their place in society. So it's, um, it's just very interesting. And you can even, I think it's, I don't necessarily think she's manipulating her son. I think she's, she's, because like I said, they don't talk about their feelings. She's trying to, I, I get maybe it is manipulative, but coach him to be like, yo, like this is, <laughs> yo, that's how she talked. <laughs> she, um, <laughs> that it's like, she just wants to not, she, it's like avoiding conflict. They don't want, she doesn't want her, her husband to freak out or the family or the neighbors to have this, oh, well, you know, their son is gay and it caused a whole thing. And so, um, it's just and I was kind of something I did notice with this family that they just they do not speak on their emotions and then even towards the end of that or before they started playing the piano there was a lot of pain on his face like it wasn't just like oh yeah mom I get what you're saying it was like I think it's gonna I think it is going to blow up eventually yeah all right so the final topic the big debate part two
So first of all, we have Bobby Cannavale playing Tom Snyder, and he is killing it. I love Bobby Cannavale. He's such a great actor. But I don't know if you guys know Tom Schneider, the, the, the old broadcast guy, but he does, he's like spot on with this impression, uh, <laughs> this, this thing of him. So he's great. Um, a diamond, talk about this debate because we really get a sense of who Brenda is. She brings the fire. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yes, Brenda does bring the fire. And um, I was actually really happy to see Phyllis fail in this debate because she won the last one um and um and to keep things even because everything's fair um and so i thought she was fire she was sticking to the facts and and phyllis was going off like her rocker like making up or or messing up whatever like law case she thought she was talking about or just plain faking it um and it just showed like how quickly she Phyllis spiraled out of control because Brenda was so poised, calm, and was really sticking to the facts of of everything. And I think that and and I think that um, Phyllis had a huge expectation going in to that um, to that debate. Not only did she want to do it by herself and had to bring in her husband, but um, who 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 is a just because he's a lawyer, she went in and just kind of like word vomited everything and rushed everything. And I, and that could show the anticipation and the angst that she had going into it. And I think that that was to her defeat at the end of all of it. And, um, but yeah, Brenda was amazing. She, she and her husband were completely on the same page in, in, in the sense of like what their marriage was about, but you can tell on the complete opposite end of that, that Phyllis and her husband were not. And he tried to, um, keep with their perfect picture by saying that she's a submissive and she completely did not agree with that which is just a, a piece a peak of her of their background of the darkness of their private life just poking through a little bit into the public eye so that was a really that was really cool to see ashman what were your thoughts on this scene yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And I thought that Phyllis felt really left out of the situation. Um, my my gathering was is that three out of those four people, they were all lawyers. They all went to Harvard. They had the same training, same conversation. And even backstage, when they started kind of discussing their Harvard commonality, Phyllis was in secure. She, she couldn't participate in that conversation, no matter how much education she has, but she, she, she's not a lawyer. She doesn't have that degree. So I feel like when they all sat for that debate, that totally worked against her. And the worst thing she could have done is name a case that's never happened. Like for me, she just, you know, like even just even as a journalist, right? Like she lost all credibility at that point. If if you don't know something, say you don't know it, but to make up a fake name and, you know, her husband didn't back it up because he's like, I'm not going to lose my credibility. This is all wrong. And Brenda and Mark, they were just like, you know, sticking to the facts as any good, you know, debate should. They're like, name the case. Like you keep making these allegations and scaring people that this is what it is, but you have no facts to back it up. So, I mean, and, and I think that's one of her reasons of why she wants to go to law school so bad because, you know, she she's lacking a part. And I think she, she feels that lack. And, um, and as a result, like, I don't know, I think, I think she looked foolish to me amongst everybody else. Yeah. Cody. 
Um, yes, I thought that going into this scene, I thought that Brenda, Brenda and Mark, I thought they weren't going to keep it together because of what they, what Brenda had just admitted to him like moments prior. And then Phyllis and her husband went in and they seemed like they were prepared and ready to go. And it just like, it just wasn't what I was expecting, which I thought was really great. I was glad to see Brenda win this debate because it, I was on her side. Um, <laughs> But it was really crazy to see. It was, I mean, it was nice because we're on Brenda's side or I'm on Brenda's side. But it was hard to watch Phyllis fail like that. Mm. And, um, and I think her husband not coming to her aid wasn't for his benefit. I think it was because he's not actually as much on her side as he, or as that he wants her to believe. Um, I think he definitely wants her to remain, remain as his housewife. Like, she didn't want her to win in his, her last two campaigns that she worked on and i think he secretly wants this one to fail as well or maybe even not so secretly and i think he probably could have come to her aid with some sort of um case name when she was stumbling and just didn't because i think he wants her to not succeed he wants her to stay in her place and a part of me a part of me also thinks because at the end of the episode he was like i don't know if he was fired or demoted or something at right. his law firm yeah. happened he's no longer in his office he's in a different office and I think he knew that was coming or already knew what had happened and was probably bitter because I think it has something to do with Phyllis and what happened with the newspaper article and what happened at that interview with him at the beginning. I think there's um, something to be... Sorry, I know I keep saying things no, like that. No, that's great. Like, but it's part of... Um, it's just what I think is happening in that scene. I think there's a lot more underneath than just, oh, he didn't support her in that moment. Okay, so we're 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 winding down here. So let's get to predictions. What are we thinking is going to happen in the weeks to come? Ashman, start us off. Yeah, um, I think that Phyllis is going to start law school. I think Fred is going to have a fit. So we're going to see more problems in their marriage, um, and maybe maybe with their son Joe, more things are going to be revealed. So we might really see that family start to unravel. Um, who knows if the if the affair is going to progress between Jules, but I think she's going to stay in the picture because we did hear Gloria say she wants to hire her. So I think things are just going to get uh, hotter as the as the episodes progress. Cody. Um, similarly, I think that Brenda is going to leave her husband for Jules. Um, I think that Gloria is going to become more understanding of the typical nuclear family. Um, I think Phyllis is going, I honestly, maybe this is a little too dark. I think her family is going to kind of fall apart. And I think Phyllis is going to kind of rise from the ashes and learn a new way of living as an independent woman. And um, I do think that the thing with her son being gay is going to blow up in the family's face. And um, I think that's all I can think of at the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring us home with Diamond. Um, I think that Brenda will stay in her relationship. I don't know if she, I don't think she'll give up Jules just yet, but I do think she will have an abortion. Mm. Um, I think mm. that I Valid. think that Phyllis has a has um, too big of a it's too big of a risk for her to allow her family to explode to implode um, or explode whatever. Um, so that will just become more of a struggle for her, but she will manage to do it to the public eye. Um, but more things will be coming out. I think she will go to law school. 
Um, cause I'm not even gonna, I have no idea about history and I'm not going to look anything up because I want to see this unfold in front of my face for the show. So maybe <laughs> she already has it. And it's very obvious to other people that she has, she got her law degree, but I think she'll do that. Um, and you know, I, 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 I'm not seeing much happen with Gloria or yeah, Gloria. So, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a prediction more uh, more than I want to say, I just want to see more from her and I want to see more of what she do. Oh yeah, and then we, we were introduced to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I don't know, maybe we start to see more of Ruth's like whole trial. Um, was she Roe versus Wade? I don't know, is that what it was? I don't know what her, what the but Ruth Bader Ginsburg was introduced and um, so hopefully we see more of her and what her um, activism entails. Great, I'm just gonna do a, a small one. Uh, I think Gloria and her current boyfriend are done. Uh, she doesn't oh, want to yeah. be a mom. She doesn't want to be in a nuclear family. She doesn't want nothing to do with it. She doesn't want to be in prison, as she said. So I'll just be my thing. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Please like, subscribe, comment below. Uh, we would love to hear more from you. We will start. We'll, we will try to get the chat more involved as well for next week. So bear with us as we're figuring it all out. Uh, but where can we find everybody, Cody? Where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter as Cody underscore F and on Instagram as Cody F, C-O-D-Y-Y-E-P-P. -P. Awesome. Ashman. Yeah. Um, well, first, thank you so much to the seven people that joined our chat and remained with us throughout the whole time. We love you guys. Oh. And you can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish. Awesome. A diamond? Um, and thank you guys, the seven that are watching as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My um, handle is not your type. So N-O-T underscore Y-U-R underscore T-Y-P-E. And you can find me at Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter, at SeanStar75 on the gram, and on the Rush After Show with the lovely Mr. Diamond as well. That's going to do it for us tonight. Rush or run? Thanks. Or run. I'm so sorry. Run. <laughs> Thank you. Run. Not rush. Run. Either way. Same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.